What's up, everybody? This is Michael Hunter. This is ACC Basketball Report. I have a fun show for you guys today. Uh, today I had Jaron Anderson on of Bustin' Brackets, of Phenom Hoops, um, of multiple other outlets, uh, the, the podcast of uh, Versatility, uh, Truthful Tuesday. I also have uh, Twitter personality, uh, Chimp Carey, who's, who's one of my boys, um, at accbasketballreport.com, a uh, guy I go to for, for some gambling uh, thoughts and, and, and strategies and things of that nature. So um, it, it was a kind of an, it was an interesting podcast, and I've enjoyed doing these the past couple of weeks, um, just getting, you know, different perspective on, you know, different aspects of just life in general, for the most part. Um, luckily for us, you know, sports seem to be kind of coming around. I'm, I'm not 100% sold that that uh you know of how things are going to be i was actually in uh, barnes and noble today after work um talking to a guy who is a a teacher uh, in the triangle and had you know recently talked to you know his school board his his governing body i guess of how they were going to handle the opening of, of things like that and he still thinks that they don't really have a whole lot of uh, much of a plan in place for, for how to move forward safely. Now, at this point, I think it's, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, I think, for the most part, this this pandemic affects a certain gr- uh, group of people that have, that are at risk. Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're relatively healthy, if you don't have any underlying conditions or, or uh, existing conditions that may put you at risk, then for the most part, it's been it's been, it's been okay. And I think at this point with, with the protests and with, uh, people really not adhering to, to masks or, you know, even the, even the lockdown was half-assed. I mean, my life changed absolutely zero at that point. So, you know, with, with people kind of ignoring it, I I think it's an eventuality that we're all going to be afflicted with this, with this virus. And, you know, we heard Fauci talk, um, either yesterday or today, about you know some kind of some va- kind of vaccine coming out later this year, early next year. So, you know, we're just gonna have to grind it out at this point. I think, you know, some of the things that we're going through right now are kind of ridiculous. You know, to allow NBA players to get on the court and play and sweat and breathe and and, and bang all over each other, and then you have to separate them on the bench is kind of ridiculous. But that's really neither here nor there. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how college football is handled how college basketball is handled um you know obviously baseball is coming back for a 60 game season we're gonna get the bubble teams and the nba back so we're gonna we're gonna start making that that transition back into sports um you know i've i've released some some pieces in the last few days nick has released some pieces in the last few days jacob hancock's released some pieces um so you know the, there's content at accbasketballreport.com that does pertain to to actual basketball. If you guys want to go ahead and visit that and and give those a read, we'd much appreciate that. Uh, absolutely, follow those guys on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at accbr1. And uh, you know, a fun show for you today. Not a typical show. Um, we didn't talk a whole lot of basketball, but we did have some fun. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This is Jay and the Chimp on ACC Basketball Report. This is the ACC Basketball Report. I am Michael Hunter. We are going three wide tonight. I have special guest Jaron Anderson of Bustin' Brackets and Prep Hoops and my good friend, the chimp, 
Chimp Carry on Twitter. Jaron, how's it going tonight, man? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm all right. Just enjoying another Tuesday night. <laughs> Chimp, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing very well. Glad to be here. Happy to have both you guys here. So we got some some interesting topics uh, tonight. You know, I, I said on Twitter that I, I didn't know if you know I didn't think there was going to be a Virginia Tech podcast. I wasn't even sure if it was going to be an ACC or college basketball podcast. And, and going down through some topics, I think there's some things I want to revisit um, with Jay just in general because it's been a while since he's been on the pod. And then I kind of want to talk about what's going on around the world and give basketball a break right now because quite honestly, there isn't a whole hell of a lot going on. So. You know, I guess, Jay, the first thing I got for you, man, is you went, you know, you kind of went full time into, into scouting and and videography and, and, and following the AAU circuit and doing some writing and things of that nature with nothing going on now, you know, what are you up to? How are you staying busy? How are you staying afloat now that, you know, the lack of events and opportunities to run your own business are, have kind of dried up momentarily. Um, I mean, well, for the most part, so I, uh. I had to adjust, so I had to go. I went and got a part-time job um, over at Food Line back in March. So, I mean, that's been, uh, I guess, an interesting experience in itself. Um, so, I've basically gone from, as I was getting carts about two months, then they moved me over to the warehouse, made some more money for like a month. Um, that experience, I guess, was like, yeah, send me back to the store. So, like, I went back to the store, so, like, the past three weeks, actually, I was in the midst of, and this is why I don't make announcements. I was in, in the midst of getting a promotion, right? So I got I got promoted to a position where I didn't really think it fit anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but I went with it, and like so, three weeks went by, and just the way things look, I just. Still like, all right, all right, y'all sure I have this job? So basically, he was set me down while I'm doing the job. And it's like, <laughs> so we're not going to give you the promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bet. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, as soon as he leaves, I'm leaving. So, yeah, he didn't. He was mad about that uh, when I came, went back to work this past Monday. So, I mean, we had a good conversation as far as that went. Um but, I mean, I've just been working at Food Line, um, staying busy getting carts. I mean, ain't much to do, really. I mean, grocery store really is, like, the only place that's open. And, right. ironically, it's, it, it's the job I did when I was coming up in high school. So, I mean, for me, it's not really changed. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did it for basically 10 years up until the end of college. So, now it's just like, yeah, a workout, basically. That's crazy. <laughs> Chimp, I know you're you're in the business as well. You're in you're in the media world. What uh, what are you doing to occupy your time? Uh, I'm following Jay on Twitter. Bot- I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a full time gig. You know, you have it to is. keep up Stream with what's going on and, and everything <laughs> that he's doing. Uh, I'm not really doing much. My job involves. I mean, is, is uh, work from home. Mm-hmm. So not not really a whole lot changed for me. I, I I don't leave the house very often, only for the essentials. So I hadn't really been up to much. Jay, I was uh, you know always an interesting spin on on things is is one of the reasons I've, I've had you on multiple times. Uh, you know I see some of your, your your truthful Tuesday. I watched a little bit of it this afternoon when I had a, a minute at work. Um, 
you know, talk to me about things, you know, you always seem to, you know, it's not always the coach's responsibility or recruiter's responsibility to find you. It, it, you, you make it sound like it is recruits and, 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 and coaches, or I should say prep coaches and parents to make their, their kids or, or, or themselves, you know, more, more findable, I guess, to, to, to work on their own, you know, uh, opportunities for themselves to present themselves with certain opportunities to be found and be recruited. Um, what are you seeing in, in recruiting circles as far as what parents or kids or, or even high school coaches can do to, to get their kids some more exposure to get them better offers or better looks at the, at the college level? Um, for, first, I'll start with um, a little analogy. I've given a couple of people about basketball in, in general. Um, Think about it like this. More time goes into looking into your background as a basketball player than police officer qualifications, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So basically, looking at the investor, you have to understand the platform you're aiming at with basketball. And it's a billion-dollar industry. <laughs> and that isn't just the NBA. That's NBA, Europe, FIBA. I mean, it's worldwide at mm -hmm. this point. And you got to look at it in terms of what can you do for yourself versus what can this game do for you. Because the game is going to be the game. Mm -hmm. It's always been the game. But there have been people who have stood out based on their ability to take advantage of the situation. I mean, you have your anomalies that have come along. You got LeBron James. You got Zion Williamson now. Um, but for the most part, with recruiting, understand, especially in a time like this where you're not going to school every day, mm -hmm. you're not waiting for the bus, you, I mean, you're, you're on your own time. It's more, I guess, productive to use what you have access to. Because, and I say that understanding that I know kids have access to huddle. So you shouldn't be hitting the other videographers for your own film. You should be learning that huddle platform that's been given to you by some of your high school basketball coaches and studying yourself. That's how you get better. Versus. So it's more personal work than exposure, is what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And and it goes back to that premise. I mean, when I was coming up, I was always that kid that I I'll hang out with y'all, but can we go hoop? <laughs> who I was as a kid. Like, I'm not about to do nothing else with y'all but hoop. And they understood that. Like my friends coming up, they kept me away from drugs and alcohol because they they, they knew that. Like, they, they, like, my parents, my dad was military, so, like, they knew certain things I couldn't do. So, if ever they hit me up, we would probably be hooping. Like, I had a group in Jersey. We, we would meet up probably in the offseason every day and just hoop. And, that, and that's how we built the chemistry to go to what we, we went to, I think, semifinals of states that year. And, 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 and I mean, that had nothing to do with our coach or colleges. I mean, we had a kid that went to run. His name was Ron Griffin. I mean, but 
still, I mean, it was it was all us doing it versus you have a lot of people now just expecting things to be a certain way and if they don't get it their way then everybody else just doesn't like them and that's not how the game works there was uh, some some talk last year about uh an event in the northeast and i forget what the what the event was called and, and this isn't on the outline it just happened to remind me of this when i was asking the previous question is do you ever find that there is some <clears throat> some like almost snobbish behavior as far as recruits attending events. Like if you're not going to peach jam or you're not going to EYBL or, or if you're not going to Adidas gauntlet. Wait, or, or, say, say it again. I said, do you ever find that there's some snobbish behavior with, with certain recruits as far as if they're not going to EYBL or peach jam or something like that, that it might not be worth their time when they could go to some of these smaller events and maybe get more exposure and, and better opportunities. Um, I mean, as far as I can tell, I wouldn't say it's novice behavior. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you you do have kids who have dreams of, you know, playing on the EYBL circuit sure. and things like that. But, I mean, me personally, I've never been to an EYBL event. Yeah, I mean, man. I've watched it online, but, I mean, it isn't something that I – I mean, you, you got all your top scouts there. I mm -hmm. mean, all your heavy hitters are going to be there. So, I mean, for the most part, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you already know what, what it's going to be because they're going to tell you. So, I mean, I always look at it from the standpoint of getting in front of college coaches, looking at it from that standpoint of when you play an event versus you just have some, some – um, programs out here who just go into Vegas or they go to uh, Georgia or some of these hot spots and they just play. Like, you don't really see or hear nothing from scouts or anything about that. So, I mean, for me, it's it's, it's more so making sure kids are, like, if if, if if college, if it's a, I guess, a live period, making sure college coaches are there and then even if college coaches aren't there, making sure that at the end we can put our heads together and say, all right, who are the type of kids who are some names you remember and go from there. Because, I mean, for the most part, when it comes to big shots now, after events, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much the one putting together those all-star lists and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I just want to put my name on it. So, I mean, that's 14, 15, 16, 17. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get you get a lot of knowledge quickly. That's why I kind of like the industry that I'm in as far as, you know, meeting new folks, you know. Yeah, we're big shots and we go to different areas, but for the most part, we get an area team is hosting and there's the draw for the rest of the teams to come to the event. So, right. I mean, that's pretty much how we get it done, and, and then we get college coaches. I mean, we even had an event at the end of last year, I think, where, I mean, we had a, a probably 30 or 40 college coaches come out, and that's Juke coach through um, D1. So, I mean, I, I, I like to see that versus, you know, everybody thinks you got to be playing on ESPN, right. playing on national TV, because, man, the nice is bright. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you don't want to get exposed under those lights either. Say what? I said you don't want to get exposed under those lights either. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah, 
that's that's I guess my spill on you know, on that. Chimp, you're you're kind of you know in in I would say closer to my boat than Jay's boat as far as we're both kind of outside observers. Are you do you follow the recruiting trail much? Do you have an opinion on you know the best way to evaluate talent because it's difficult on certain outlets like YouTube and things like that because you know everybody looks like Jordan on YouTube when you're shooting 100. percent Right. Well, I'm a. Did you was that directed to me, Mike? Yes, sir. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't know anything about recruiting. I don't really pay attention to recruiting. I, listen, I played at the college level, uh, and but the one thing I found uh, being in the media, doing a lot of radio work, is I just cannot evaluate talent. Now, when I see him on the floor, when I see him on the floor, hey, I can you know I can figure out, hey, that guy's pretty good, or hey, this guy can shoot it. But you know, the, the evaluation part of looking at a kid. And deciding, okay, what level is this kid? Which yeah. leads me to my question for Jay: mm-hmm. Is during this time are the are the kids that are maybe marginal D one kids, probably a strong D two kid, are they at any type of disadvantage in this environment? Um, no, because I mean, I'm, you, you put it this way. So last year there was a kid name Amir Hinton. He was at Shaw University. I think he's with the Knicks now. <laughs> I think they're G League team. Either way. Um, <clears throat> he started at Lincoln Memorial. Worked his way up there. And then went to Shaw for his final year. I think he was a junior, too. He had another year. So, I mean, that's D2. And that isn't even the highest level. That's most mainly CIAA HBC basketball. So, I mean, he got to the NBA. It well, was- I, I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is uh, from a recruiting standpoint, these kids that you, I, I look at a lot of your retweets and tweets about kids you've seen and kids you like that are mm-hmm. getting rides and things like that. I'm just wondering if some of these kids, you know, the, the ones that are going to get a D1 ride, I guess, have to just decide, okay, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Other kids are thinking, uh, you know, am I going to be seen enough to get that Division One offer? Or am I going to, you know, drop down to D2? Not that there's anything wrong with D2. D2, there's some great basketball at D2. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was just wondering if, if this break, uh, if this hiatus has hurt any kids. And also, one other thing, does it, does it hurt Division Two coaches? Um, I mean, I think I think it doesn't really hurt because the thing is, you still have access to film, and and that's kind of where you see certain kids getting more offers than others. But that's based on film, access to film, who 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 their grassroots program coach might be, uh, who they might know, who their connection might. I mean, it's just so many factors that, that, that play into um, just, I guess, getting recruited. But, I mean, as far as being at a disadvantage, I don't think it really um, puts anybody at a disadvantage because, I mean, for the most part, I think, as of July 1st, I think, mm-hmm. what workout started for colleges. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're working out. Um, they're as far as 
development. I mean, I feel like colleges should be more focused on developing what they have anyway, more so than <clears throat> what they can bring in. So, I mean, recruiting is one aspect of it, but the reality, and that was kind of what I got out of Truthful Tuesday, too, is, you know, your first two years of college, you might not get on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, you, unless you're that Kentucky kid that, I mean, Kentucky recruit that, that is in that class and is one of the new five or six or seven or however many that they're bringing in. Same with Duke. I mean, it just depends. But you just, again, have to understand as a basketball player, adversity happens and everything isn't going to go your way all the time. But when you get an opportunity, you got to make the most of it. And then the coach, on the, from a coaching standpoint, you're recruiting. I mean, I think this kind of puts coaches' feet to a fire, so to speak. Right? And you evaluate talent. Can you do all the things that qualify you as a D1, D2, D3 head coach? I mean, I've seen a lot of in-state teams, uh, UNC Pembroke, uh, UNC Wilmington, uh, even NC State. I mean, they're they're, uh, – putting together uh, North Carolina as well. They got Dodger style. I mean, they're, they're putting together solid recruiting classes still. So, I mean, hey. I think one thing. So, bottom line, so, so the bottom line is the coaches just need to get to work regardless of the situation go get players, right? <laughs> I mean, adversity is everywhere. I mean, it's <laughs> well, I think I think one thing that could be advantageous is you don't have to worry about like if you're if you're Kevin Keats at NC State, you don't have to worry about getting yourself, getting your face in front of these players so they can see you at these at these different events because no other coaches are able to do that either. So right. you know what Everybody's you're able to do is yeah, I mean you could get your your video coordinator to make you hours and hours of film. You're just hanging out at the arena, checking out film, trying to find the guys, you know, making those those calls accordingly. You don't have to spend time traveling, driving, flying, waking up early, all that. All that. So, yeah, I think it could be advantageous for sure. But then again, you know, it's, it's like I said, some film, you know, you can cut film to make a kid look like LeBron James. You can cut film to make a kid look like... Right, but on, huddle, but on huddle, some huddles, I mean, you upload the full game. So, right. I mean, it, yep. it, it, it cuts out maybe maybe free throws and stuff like that, but you're still going like, to see the full game. Like, right. You're still going to see a, a, a whole... So, I mean, some, some coaches, shoot, they can go that route, get access to huddle and go from there. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Huddle, so I might have to get into that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just now gotten to it this past year just because one of the high school coaches gave me access to it. So, I mean, I've watched films, studied his team, gave him feedback. I mean, I ain't charging nothing for it. That's just yeah. our relationship. So, that's just what I do. So, yeah. I want to, <laughs> I want to talk real quick uh, about your podcast, the podcast of versatility. Um, it's a... It's it's not the same format, you know. It's kind of different uh, kind of podcast in regards to what people in our kind of corner of the college basketball Twitterverse are kind of putting out there. Kind of like I said earlier, takes a look at, at things from a different angle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, real quick, if you could just tell us about it real quick and, and explain what the what the intent of your show is. Um, I guess the podcast of versatility. Um, I mean, basically. 
it's talked about podcast versatility because I mean it isn't centered around just basketball. We sure. talk about um, different topics and just kind of me and my co-host uh, Chris Myatt, He um, he is uh, one of the coordinators over at Garner Road um, basketball, and then he's also a um, also their sixth grade grassroots coach. So um, yeah, we uh, just based. Based on how we kind of get along and, 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 and give each other's perspective, we just kind of can, I guess, give people, you know, feedback in different angles of discussion, I guess, and mm-hmm. perspective that kind of you can, I guess, take away from it. I mean, it's not really, I, and, I'll, and I'll say it's not really for, I guess, teenagers. I mean, uh, basically our biggest demographic is, is the um, 45 to 59 um, age range, mm-hmm. actually. That, so, I mean, that, that would be me. Shout out. No, shout out <laughs> my man, Chip. Right? So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, uh, it's kind of for, because me personally, I'll say I'm an old soul. So, I mean, I, I kind of have a whole lot, a lot of older friends. I don't really, um, like, have uh, friends my age because I'm kind of weird. So I'm the same way. It, it, it kind of comes with, you know, just having that perspective. I, I know my experience isn't, I guess, normal. So I kind of just kind of put that spin on the podcast. So, I mean, we've had me and my sister. She she coaches at uh, Stanford now. But back when I interviewed her, uh, she was coaching at Virginia Tech. So we got to redo her interview. But, I mean, we've interviewed some college coaches, Um and uh, I guess when the coronavirus started, I kind of started doing that. But just seeing, you know, not to, and I'm not hating, just seeing with everybody else kind of doing mm-hmm. interviews with college coaches and, you know, creating their own podcast. I just kind of, kind of, you know, kind of put mine, you know, on the shelf for a little bit just because, I mean, I'm working 30 hours, 35 hours a week already on top of writing. So, I mean, it's just kind of been difficult to, <laughs> that's what yeah, I was going to ask you is that I think the last episode you guys actually produced was back in early May. So yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was early May. So I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and I, we're we're actually going to uh, record an episode Friday. So I mean, okay. that's kind of my plan with it to bring it back Friday. Um, me and Chris are going to be on there, so we'll kind of uh, you know pick back up with what's going on in the world and all that, and go from there. So look forward to Friday new episode. Um, I think we're at episode 33. Um, it's it's been it's been a, a I guess a good experience in terms of you know people I guess can kind of understand me better. But mm-hmm. It's not it's not always good to understand me on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I feel your pain on that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I kind of just go from there. Um, yeah, it's it's right now, especially. I mean, especially because of what's what's going on. There's nothing really there to for us to talk about. I mean, I right. can get on and drone about shit for an hour and just make stuff up. Right. But, you know, we could talk about fucking college coaches' contracts or some nonsense like that, but nobody cares. So right. you know, we end up kind of doing you know personal pieces like this, or you know, just talk about you know the state of the union, which we're going to get into in just a second. Chimp, I know, right. I know you had a few topics that you wanted to get in with Jay about before we kind of move on. So I'll uh, I'll hand it over to you for a few minutes. Um, well, get, 
first of all, let me say your podcast has a great name. It's one of the better podcast names I've heard, the podcast of versatility. And I'm glad to know that you're targeting old people. So I will definitely <laughs> from now on. But I, I just had a, cu- a couple questions. I, I think you're a great follow on Twitter. Um, most of your stuff cracks me up, and the rest of it I don't understand. So uh, <laughs> It's a fun mix. <laughs> yes, it is. A very fun mix. But I wanted to know, uh, and this is kind of a personal question, I see your tweets about your high school experiences, and I want to know about that. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk a little bit about if, your playing career. I want some highlights, some lowlights, and any regrets <laughs> you may have. <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, so, I mean, my playing career, my playing career was sporadic because I went to three high schools in four years, but I mean, my senior year, so my senior year was different just because, so I went to, I, I basically was moving from New Jersey back to Virginia, but like I could have went to Blacksburg high school, which was the high school my sisters went to. But I went to Salem High School because I ain't get along with that coach. Like, I just never, like, when I went to Blacksburg previously, like, we just never got along. Just, I mean, and me personally, I was an angry black kid. I'll admit that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. So, I mean, we didn't get along. So, we were still in the same district as Blacksburg. And I guess we played them twice during the year and we played them in districts yeah for the district tournament because they ended up what ended up happening is funny as hell so we were we were the number one seed everybody expected us to make the final so we basically made the final so they we made the final they make the final during warm-ups yo a lot of you not we're warming up. We come out. Our crowd hype as hell. Their crowd hype as hell. They start chanting, "Britney's better." Yo. Like and that's my sister. <laughs> that's my sister, yo. Like so, I'm like, well, she, hey, she was, she was better, wasn't she? Hey, man, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm nodding because, like, they went like, and I stand on like both my sisters were always better than me at basketball. Like they always own that. Like I'll stand on that. Like, they went 32-1 their final year of uh, playing together. They won states. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she was better. So, I'm like, yeah, duh. Like, she's better. So, back then, you could dunk on a restaurant out there. So, they were giving me energy. I'm dunking. <laughs> <laughs> I start dunking everything in warm-ups. And everybody, like, the coach panicked, yo. Like, my coach panicked, and it, like, took everything out of me. Like, he panics. And I'm looking at him like, come on, coach. He's like, stop dunking, stop dunking. Because what was happening was I was dunking, then they started dunking, and their balls were just going all over the place. And it was just like pure chaos. And I love it. Like, I love pure <laughs> chaos. Like, I have a tattoo. It says embrace chaos on my on my body. Like, I love it. So, basically, coach ends up, like, telling us stop all that. Dude, I'm still in. We end up winning the game. I think sixty-one twenty-nine. Like, oh damn! I think I think I had like twelve. But just based on how I like how how I reacted to that whole moment, I swear to God, like my team was just like, Jay, we got this. <laughs> so I let so, it do it. We had to do it. Are, 
Melvin Phoenix, he goes, he went to uh, Roanoke College. No, he went to Bridgewater. Yeah, Bridgewater, I think. If I'm messing that up, I'm sorry, Melvin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? My bad. Go ahead, Jim. No, oh, I was just going to say, so that, so that was a highlight. That, okay. that's just, I mean, that's just one story. I mean, I could give you a highlight where, like, we almost fought one game and then I scored, like, 20 and we won. Against our rival, <laughs> so you almost got in a fight. You scored twenty and one. So let me ask you this: How would you describe yourself as a player? Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Okay, there you go. Yeah, embrace the chaos, man. You, you can control me, but you're not going to control me. So just let me be. That that was that was how I was. Like, and 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 I'll tell like, and I and I like to tell young kids like. Coming up, I only got along with one out of my three high school coaches that I played for. So, I mean, yeah, it's not going to get along with everybody. (laughs) Okay, last thing. Any, uh, what's your biggest regret when it comes to your playing career? Um, I think not working as hard. I I, I can admit I was more of a bookworm and I was more of a nerd than really getting out there physically and lifting weights and, um, Working on my game, I think. I mean, I think I put more time into my game after I stopped playing than I did ever when I ever played. I just kind of just got out there and just played on adrenaline and energy. Like that was just how I played. So, well, good description, excellent answers. Thank you. Appreciate you. appreciate so, you, Chip. <laughs> the the chip has kind of alluded to your, uh, your your Twitter persona, I'll say. And, you know, I, I've known you, you know, through Twitter, I've known you through Busting Brackets. We've had conversations in the past just on this very podcast. So I've known you on a, a few different mediums. And I, I've got to say that, I mean, there's some day, like I walk into the office some days and, and fire up Twitter and I have absolutely no idea what the hell you're talking about because <laughs> you, you, you don't... You don't quote tweet any hardly ever from what I've seen. There's sometimes you will if somebody yeah. you know pays you a compliment or or comments on something that's worth it. But is that a tactic there? Are you trying to avoid some other people getting some you know some attention that they don't really deserve by just trying to get under your skin? Well, I mean, I actually so I mean I used to quote tweet a lot, mm-hmm. but then when I noticed it was kind of two things. So one, it was when you quote tweet people they don't read it as a reply. Yeah. They either read it as you agree or disagree with them. Mm-hmm. And then two, some people think you're trying to like get your followers to jump on them. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I do do that all the time. So, yeah. Huh? I said, I do that all the time. That, that's my intent when I do that. And I'm giving somebody right, shit. Right, that's, right. that's I'm, my intent. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to do that. So it's kind of like it, it comes twofold. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. Like I'm, I'm one when it comes to Twitter. Tweet, tweet what you want. Do what you want. Hmm. I mean, if you want my opinion, DM me. I'll get to you. But I mean, I mean, people have done that before. I mean, I can remember an instance where I was talking about a kid who. He came out with an Isaiah Todd video. I think you might have jumped in that one too. He came out with an Isaiah Todd video and it said something about he was overrated or something. <laughs> Everybody was in a frenzy. And I'm just like, yo, like it's that kid's video. Like if, if you don't like it, that's cool, but it's his video. Like right. he, he can title it however you want it. And even the kid hit me up and I was like, I mean, would I title it that? No. But I mean, it's your video. So 
Like, it was like the kid well. actually shot the video himself? Yeah. Oh, it shit. Was video. Yeah. That's shit. why I'm just kind of like, it's hit. He shot the video. <laughs> Titled it. <laughs> like, it's hit. He owns it. <laughs> so, it's but actually... You get, into, you get into... You get into things like that, but I... I, I can get into it from a standpoint of I talk direct I either talk directly to people or I just tweet my random thought because the premise is one I'm not about to go back and forth with nobody and then two I'm not trying to create no controversy a lot of times you just got people on Twitter sometimes you look up they be tweeting Delta Airlines customer service they be tweeting the Sprint Caroline customer service they I mean Target I mean, man, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. That shit gets results, man. If you, I, I've done it. I've done it with Verizon. Oh yeah, I've done I, it with. I, I, I you, agree. It gets results. It just, I just hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. I it just, but you, you tag Verizon and tell everybody that Verizon sucks. Verizon is in right. your DMs in five fucking minutes. Right, right, and 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 it's just so. Yeah, it's just so weird to me. So I just try not to be like that because I don't really want replies. But even then, I found that I remember one time I said, "Famous Los looks crazy as hell. He needs to lay off whatever he's on." And he like he like replied to me, but then it was like I didn't even at him or nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then I had to adjust like how I say what I say. So then I just give people nicknames now. So. <laughs> I think the, the, the most famous person that I've noticed that does that when you don't tag him is Dan Dockage. Dan, Dan Dockage does it too, but I feel like now, because he knows Seth Greenberg, I know Seth Greenberg, I feel like now he's kind of like backed off of me because he used to like jump on me too and I'm like, Dan, like, shut up. Like, ain't nobody trying to argue with you. Like, I'm really not trying to go back and forth. I literally said my opinion. Like if you don't like it, cool. But why are you replying to me? I ain't even at you. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm, the, I'm nobody. I don't know why Dan Dockett just come. Like, Actually, I'm usually well, complimentary I, I, towards I did, Dan Dockett. I did not tweet that thought, so you could come jump in my. I mean, and even then, I have been blocked by Bamani Jones. Um, yeah, me too. That's a long story, but whatever. Uh, it's he probably got, not so long for he me. Got, <laughs> he got thin. He got thin skin, so whatever. He does. So. <laughs> chimp, chimp. I heard you trying to get in there. What's up, man? Yeah, I just wanted to tell Jay I'm I'm gonna uh, tweet at Food Line tomorrow, so you better look out. <laughs> Give that man oh, his promotion. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking forward to that. <laughs> so one thing that I've I've noticed that's that's fairly consistent, and this is this is it sounds like I'm stalking you, but for the most part I'm not. It just he tweets a lot, so I, I I'm usually up to date on what's going on with Jay. So lately. It's been a big deal with, with you as far as people giving credit where credit's due for other people's work. What's mm-hmm. w- what's going on there? What's what's going on? Um, I mean, it's just I wouldn't even call it credit. It's just you know, with scouting, mm-hmm. you just have so many people wanting to like be a scout that you forget how some of this stuff works I'll, I guess I'll say mm-hmm. so you'll have people who will see a tweet from one person and then boom they'll tweet it from their account say per source but you weren't there like but right. you, you you weren't there to do your due diligence 
but you can say poor poor source and still like pump yourself up or promote yourself <laughs> while still and, while still alleviating yourself of any liability correct and it's just like to me that's just not cool like <laughs> if we're we're all in this for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. That's like you've hit me up before, right? Yeah. Been like, hey, did you uh, apply, fly for that media credential? I think it was for one of the phenom events. Yeah, it was uh, the Oaks, uh, City of Oaks, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. I did my due diligence to check in and see, and that was that. But I mean, you have some people now that will act like they've never done wrong, they act so perfect throw shots at everybody else mm-hmm. and then you turn around and look up they talk about the same prospect you talk about right so it's like how <laughs> like how because i literally told you about him but now you're talking about him as if you've seen him play like to me like that's a slap in the face yep Be- because you have so many people now who just think they can get on twitter National Scout into their bio, get a whole bunch of followers, do a whole bunch of whatever, um, polls and graphics and DM for inquiry, and, and now you're 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 a scout. I mean, it's it's a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I openly say, you know, the pieces that I put out on ACCBR each year. I openly say, and usually the first paragraph, I am not a scout. I've attended zero events. This is this is what I'm pulling off of, of YouTube or 24-7 or Hoop Scene or something like that. Even prep right, hoops. A yeah, a yeah. I mean, right. I'm not an expert. I'm just saying that I like the way this kid's jumper looks. I like his size. I like the way that his body is. He looks like he's been in the weight room. He looks like he's college ready. Um, you know, 6'6 six, six on the wing is something I, I, you know, is a good size for me. So... Uh, you know, I haven't experienced it with the scouting because I'm not a scout. I have experienced it in multiple outlets that we've that we've all written for, um, and it's it's widely known what I'm referring to. But um, it's it sticks in my craw worse than it, anything else that I've noticed since I started basically opening ACCBR is when somebody takes forty percent of your idea and then just writes nonsense all the way around it to try to make it their own when they have right. no actual knowledge of what's actually going on. Right. Um, I did want to, you know, the last, like I said, few weeks, we've just to get people's opinion on things that are going around. Chimp, I'm going to bring you in on this as well, absolutely, because I think Jay's probably a little bit younger than I am. Maybe we're the same age. could be right in there. But um, obviously from different backgrounds, different geographical areas, Chimp, you're a little bit more experienced and wise than we are. Um, you know, currently a crazy time, not in this country, but also all over the world. I personally like to live on, on both sides of the fence. I kind of call it the way I see it. I've often told, you know, the, the listeners, I'm not a Trump guy, but I'm definitely not a Biden guy either. I like to think of myself as, as kind of middle of the road, moderate, which is, I think where we should really all exist at this point. But Jay, I'll go to you first. What's your opinion with the way that the media has publicized and politicized the the George Floyd murder, uh, the coronavirus, the protests as well, you know, peaceful protests as well as some of the looting and things like that. What's been your opinion uh, of how that's gone down in both the media and even on a place like Twitter? Um, I mean, 
it's it's been different, I guess, just because with this whole um, Black Lives Matters movement and this whole All Lives Matter, it just seems like just with everything, you just find yourself asking, I guess, what the, I mean, there's just so much hatred and just so much, like, Here's my thing. I don't really watch like the CNN and the MSNBC and the Fox News. So it's like to me, it's easy to not like get sucked in. Mm-hmm. But for the majority, it just seems that everybody's looking for a cause or a movement or a moment to stick to, whether it's good, bad, evil, indifferent. I mean. Even hey, with- hey, hey, Jay. Huh? Jay, can I, mm-hmm. can I hop in just real quick? And I, yeah, I just want to say one thing. What you just described to me, I would say, I call it, it's a bunch of hammers running around looking for the next nail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the way I see it. Yeah. And listen, there's, these are serious, serious times. There's a lot of bad stuff going on, but, um, but I just, I had that thought in my head and it's just, you got people that are going from, one thing to the next and just looking to pound on whoever is next. And that's kind of yeah. bothers me a little bit. You go ahead. And, 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 and that's kind of where, you know, you look at the, the different professions. I mean, yes, the police officer is a bad, is a dangerous, being a police officer is a dangerous job. But I mean, at the end of the day, you really, you also realize, boom! Nobody signed, told you to sign up to be a police officer. So it's kind of, it, 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 it's a double-edged sword when it comes to, I mean, a person like me. I mean, does racism exist? Yeah. Does police brutality exist? Yeah. Have I experienced it? Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's one of those moments where, I guess, you see the world waking up. So you're just kind of like, okay, cool, but it's still a little weird because mm-hmm. like. Cause like I can even say now, getting cards at the grocery store, like more people say hello to me and speak to me, just based on what I like. I speak naturally when anybody comes to my presence, and I'm in the customer service field anyway. So I mean, hey, how are you? How are you? Like I, that's just how I am, and I've been raised to do that. So right. I mean, now it's it it them speaking first, and it's just kind of like. And by them, I say like white folks because it's just like I'm not used to it. <laughs> but now you, 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 I guess people are treating you differently. And I mean, it's cool, but it's also weird. Right. Because, I mean, did it take a sitting on a man's neck for eight minutes to get you to realize some people don't care about us? Like, I mean, I've been in situations where I remember coming up in middle school, it was me and two other kids, an Asian kid and a white kid, running down the hallway. We all three running down the hallway. Boom, we get to the end of the hallway, we get to the classroom. Boom, teacher coming out of nowhere. Jared, I'm writing you up. For what? <laughs> For running down the hallway. Well, why are you writing just me up? Because you're the example. I'm making you an example. Like, just start going. And I'm just like, but I still don't understand why the other two people aren't getting written up for doing the same exact thing I was doing like sure. they're confusing me. 
She's like, well, if you say another word, we're calling your mother. Let's go call my mom because we got to talk about this. <laughs> and that's what kind of kid I was. So right. that's why for me, like, I was like that at 12. So now I'm 32. Like, now, I mean, I've, I've been, I, I mean, I just got, I mean, I just told you, I got a promotion, didn't get the promotion. But in the back of my mind, my frustration is three weeks ago when I went to the other manager and was like, yo, I'm going to be on stocking because I see y'all need help anyway. And, and that got shot down, I guess, because it was probably my idea. I'm so used to my ideas getting shot down. I'm still frustrated a little bit, but it's just like, boom. I just got to talk about it, let it out, let it be, boom. And I'm sure. good. Like, that's how I understand how to get through that moment of, boom, it's not your idea. And they don't want it to overshadow them being the bigger power. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm used to it. So, yeah. it, like... At this point, <laughs> it's like with the world, I'm not even saying let's go on a racist crusade. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that because then you're just inciting violence. That's right. Like, that's why I kind of don't get the Black Lives Matters movement. I didn't understand why they painted it on streets across town. Like, you're just making people on the other side, Matt. That's all it's doing. It's just inciting other people to maybe be violent or maybe do something. I mean, we've had what? I think in two cities we've had random shootings and they haven't found anybody shot. I mean, they haven't found the shooters. So I mean, you just have so many things going on where it's like you still got to pay attention and still got to understand there's people out there that's just going to hate you because of the way you look and that's just the way it is. Like, that's just what it's going to be. Like, you so. I, I just I want I wanted to bring something up real quick. Yeah, something... I kind of went on the tangent. There you go. Good job. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you on another one right now. But <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to when I you know when I, when I after I hear you talk and, and it kind of I want to get your opinion on one thing specifically because I, I think that you're also a moderate. You're also kind of in that area where you don't really know. I understand, obviously you're a black man, I'm a white man. So there's obviously where there's some separation between us, given our experiences as such. But last week, um, there was something, I think it was a Walmart. I can't remember where they, they stormed the Walmart. Basically they looted 125 grand worth of stuff. And ice cube tweeted out, I'll pay the 125 grand as long as no char uh, pr charges are pressed against any of these people. Cause obviously they got them all on camera anyway. To me, that's nonsense. Is that, I mean, I, I try not to get defensive and things like that, but I mean, at some point we also have to have law and order in this country. And for, for us, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are saying, well, now you're just putting property and values ahead of people's actual lives. I, I think that's a pretty poor excuse for what actually went on. Is that, am I, am I just being a defensive white conservative or, or is Wait, that what do you mean what do you mean say it again say it again what do you mean but so you're saying so you're saying ice cube paying the hundred twenty five thousand he as said, long as they don't get charged is bullshit yeah because i think i mean they still just i mean i understand what walmart is as a conglomerate but i mean we still have to have some some semblance of law and order correct i mean I, I, I agree. I agree. But this is my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Walmart ain't innocent. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I know what Walmart is. Walmart, I understand that. Like, 
my <clears throat> thing my thing with the whole systematic racism conversation is it's a lot of systematic racism that I don't even think it's racism. I think it's just systematic. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of stuff people don't realize they do that. Like me personally, I don't shop at Walmart. But it's yeah. a lot of people out there that shop at Walmart, but at the same time are out there screaming increased uh, minimum wage. Well, like, they're me, the same company that makes you work 36 hours a week so they don't have to provide you with any health insurance. Correct. So to me... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. As I was saying, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. like that's kind of why I tweet the way I do. Mm -hmm. It might not make sense to them or you or somebody else, but it makes sense to me the way I tweet because it's just me getting the thought out. Like, right. It's just me getting something out that I need to just get out so it ain't bothering me the rest of the day. I got you. So it, it, it's, it's like folks talk about, oh, we got to get rid of racism, but then they also be like, Jesus, get us back to new normal. I mean, if you want new normal, <laughs> I mean, if you want if you want normal back, then we gain no ground. If you want racism to end, I mean, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be normal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. It's just hard for me to kind of like get in the racism discussion just because like for me I, I can always just be like yeah whatever well not even yeah whatever like to, to say it's nonchalant but at the end of the day I'm happy to be alive mm -hmm. but I don't think every cop is um out to kill black people I think there are some things where maybe we can train cops or even like here's my thing with the whole police thing Remember when Scruff McGruff and like Dare and all them <laughs> things came to your school? Yes, sir. And you knew cops existed and they and you could put a face to a police officer. Like, where did that go? Right. Like, that's kind of my thing with it. Like, now you just got a whole bunch of strangers roaming the streets and they might pull out their gun and shoot somebody that's running from them because they mad that the black man got away from them. I mean, I don't know. That's but, that's small yeah. town stuff at this point. I think you know the town I grew up in, twenty four hundred people. We had maybe half a dozen cops, and shit. I went right. to high school with half of them. But I mean, right. I moved to Raleigh. I got a cop that lives six doors down. I have no idea what he even fucking looks like. Right, right, and and and, and, and you just, I mean, just the way, the way the. I mean, I can tell you, like, when it comes to work, like, yeah, I'm tired, but. I'm tired on my own accord. I'm not. I'm not about to like be out here like some of these people, like sick to death, like barely sleeping. Like I mean, I, you, I, I mean, you got some people out here do working double shifts just to make ends meet, mm -hmm. and that's every day back to back. And it's just like, yo, like it has to be like this. Like you have to like do that versus an alternative. I mean. It's just so many other factors that go into this whole uh, capitalism and systemic racism. And, I mean, it, I mean, we could go on for days, but I mean, my thing with it is just for me, people realizing, realize where your money's going, realize where your time is going, realize that every Sunday people be trying to be watching the same show and 
Game of Thrones and <laughs> all this stuff versus when it comes down to it and getting stuff done, people don't want to do it. I don't like this person. I don't like that person. And shoot, some people don't even matter to race shit. <laughs> they just don't like them. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, shit. Look. <laughs> 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 put it put it this way. No matter put it this way. I'll give you an example of something that me and my mother was talking about the other day too. So again, I went to three high schools in four years. I started Spanish my seventh grade year when I was living in Richmond. When I moved to Blacksburg, the first thing they tried to do is take Spanish from me. Me and my mother was like, No, dude, that's Blacksburg, Virginia. We go to uh, Manchester Township, New Jersey. Mind you, by then I'm in Spanish four, my fourth year. They still try to take Spanish from me, bro. No, like, no. I'm about to finish, about to do AP, blah, blah, blah. About to have my credit for college. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, get to Blacksburg. They still questioning my Spanish. Mind you, it's finished. Senior year, I only had to take five classes. So they had to give me two study halls. They didn't want to do that and wanted to send me home early. I'm like, no, nah, just give me two study halls. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm just like, y'all still trying to take my Spanish away. <laughs> like, and then, hey, hey, Jay, Jay, hmm? man, you did, like, you did like school. Most of us wanted to go. Home. I know, right? I signed dude, up every other day. Hey, dude, look. <laughs> like, dude, and, and, and I'll say this, and I'll say this. Like, me, I love school because. I just had the personality of, of wanting to learn. So even if we was done, I was probably trying to figure something else out, like, to do with the class, but not even related, like, to our lesson plan. Like, that was just the kid I was. Like, that's how I've always been. So, I mean, yeah. I want to get, I want to hit two more things, and I'll let you guys get out of here. Um, Chimp, I'm going to go to you first, having, uh, you know, kind of being the, the elder statesman on today's call. Um what, if anything, and Jay kind of kind of touched on it as far as going back to normal or, or making some actual change. What do you think will change, if anything, when when all of this shakes out? You know, and you know the protest. I mean, they're starting to make headway. We're starting to get meetings with with officials. Uh, one of the things we're doing is seeing some uh, Confederate monuments coming down in the in the Raleigh area. There's one coming down right now. Um, what what do you think we'll be able to see for change as a result from from all of this kind of uh, civilian discourse? Well, this may not be a direct answer to your question and a little indirect, but I want to go back to your Ice Cube uh, sure. tweet that you mentioned. Sure. That'll kind of lead me where I want to go. When I see something like that, the first thing I do, I, I say is, ask is why? Because all we see is a visual, and we see a visual of People going into a Walmart and taking things. Mm. Okay, that's that's all we see. And and I think the majority of people's first reaction to that is, okay, this is total chaos. It's lawlessness. They all need to be arrested. Well, I, I just ask the question: Why are people doing this? Mm. You know, why is this happening? And I'll transition to: I would encourage everybody to go watch the, and I think you tweeted this. Michael, go watch Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein. Go watch that podcast. Oh, it's tremendous. Yeah. yeah. But it, because he talks about 
things that most of the media is not talking about. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the economics of this. Why are we? Why is the nation where it is right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, why are are people uh, impoverished? Why is there such a wide gap between between the elite and the disenfranchised? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the media, all you see is Republican, Democrat, black, white, blue, red. Right. Right. You have to pick. You got to pick a side. Right. And I don't like to do that. I just want some answers as to how we can fix some of these problems. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Thank you. So it goes so much deeper than, you know, oh, well, oh, you're on that side, or oh, you like Trump, or oh, you, you know, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So right. go, I would encourage people, go watch the podcast and actually listen. It's long, but it's informative, and it is fabulous. And it's the only person that I've seen talk about this from an economic standpoint. When you back people into a corner and you keep beating them down, eventually they're going to start coming out swinging. And that's what's happened. And uh, I think that, to me, is the biggest issue, is that the politicians over the last 20 to 30 years have screwed this thing up, and it's all come to a head, and a lot of this is socioeconomic. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, you know, that's I, I'm not going to get too political. <laughs> I don't care anything about Trump. I don't care anything about Biden. I, I think they're two uh, not two very nit- good choices. Two, two nitwits we get to pick from. You know how much from heat, from you know from much from heat from I took for that, Jay? I tweeted that out like two weeks ago, and people started unfollowing me in droves. Like, that's not, yeah, what, yeah. That's not what we follow you for. You know what, Jay, you're right. It's the truth. There are over 330 million people in the United States, and those are our two choices. Right. Sorry. It's like just, those, it, it, I, it can't be. It just can't be. And, and that's kind of my thing. Like, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it from there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> take it away, man. I'll take it from there since you can put the battery in my back. So, um, I mean, that's my thing. Like, dude. I, I remember sitting in uh, history class, dual enrollment, government, yo, and, like, I'm trying to, like, make sense of this as a 16, 17-year-old, like, so wait a minute. <laughs> so everybody vote, and then it's a total number, and they get that number, and they just got to get to 538. That's how we vote? Why? <laughs> like, Why? Like that—that's kind of my thing with it. Like, you look at Louisville, Kentucky; they just close the polls at six and lock everybody out. Yeah. Like, I'd rather worry about hackers on the internet <laughs> voting online yes. than getting locked out of a building and not being able to vote because people are stupid. Like, hear me out, yo. Hear me out. I used to sit in council meetings for a good three weeks at the city of D.C. Mind you, that's Marion Barry, Andre Gray when he was mayor, David Catania, Mario Bowser, who's the current uh, mayor, to name a few people in that room. I literally will watch them for three weeks, three days a week, yo, argue about nothing. Yeah, Like, literally, we're arguing about nothing. And then we'll go whisper to each other, and then the deal would get done. Like, yo, I went and watched Parks and Rec, and I saw the same thing. Like, people aren't singing <laughs> that in our TV, they put in stuff in there and just putting the comedy humor spin on it, 
and then they're just cool with it. Like, yo, you can't tell me yeah. these politicians who have been in office. So you mean to tell me Joe Biden, he already been in office for like 30 years, right? 40? You mean to tell me now he's going to look out for black people? Sure. All right. All right. Like get them all out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. They've, they've fucked this whole thing up for so long that I mean, you can't like, trust any of them. Like that's what that's the change I hope to see. Get them all out. Like let's get some people in there that are 40, 50 years old and and can get up on their own off the <laughs> kneeling for prayer. Well, I, let me let me speak that real quick, Jay. I, I, what I'd like to see is. Um, get some people in there that have walked in the shoes of people that are living on the, the bottom half right. of the of the spectrum. Right. Know what it feels like. Right. They feel, let, let them feel the fear. Let them feel the fear, of the, uh, feel the de- uh, desperation, you know, about paying bills and being stressed about things. These politicians have, have not felt that, right? It, you know, and they're making decisions for everybody. And the rich are getting richer, and the poor are getting poorer, and nothing is changing. And it's quite depressing. Right. So, basically, they got to just protest on the front lines of politicians. All right. Perfect idea. I love it. I mean, it's this. really, it's it should be simple, right? We should just be able to vote these people out. Um, yes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they seem to have their hooks dug so deep. And, I mean, we've seen, you know, Democratic corruption twice in the way that they treated Bernie Sanders. So uh, I'm not a Bernie fan, but I think Bernie had a legitimate shot at beating the fucking nitwit that's currently in the White House. So Right, right, right. And now we've got this other buffoon. It's can't hold a straight thought for more than 30 seconds. So Right. And, it, and everybody's like, well, if you don't support Warren, then it's a vote for Trump. And I'm just like, either way, Hillary won the popular vote last time, and we lost. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna write in Chimp's name. I mean, my thing, man. My thing with it is, man, you just got a whole bunch of like like Chimp said, you just got a whole bunch of old people who've never walked or experiences the conditions that are that people are going through, and then they're the ones making decisions. It's no wonder they don't have any understanding or confidence sure. of what's going on. So, I mean. Yeah, that'd be a great idea, too. And we ain't even talk about skin color. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with politics. Like, if if politics always has to be who supports black people, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I mean, whatever. Like, I, I've, I've had my fair share of people tell me I ain't black. So, <laughs> Okay. So, I, like, it's, it's cool. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, my thing with with a lot of people now is just it seems like if you don't conform or buy into the idea of the whole group, people look at you like you're, you're crazy. And it's just like, I'm not crazy. I just can think for myself. I can think like, for myself. That's exactly right. It's a, it's, it's a difference. And, like, it just seems like you just run into so many people now that just they don't want to think for themselves. They, 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 they want it to be some viral thing they can get everybody to buy into and tell them how great they are i mean that's not real life i think you you guys both hit on it earlier it's you know people looking for a cause hammers looking for a nail that's what it is they need to belong to something right looking for that next squirrel moment to oh oh squirrel over there (laughs) hey uh coach can i interject go ahead absolutely right 
I, I, I want to ask Jay some questions. Can I do my segment? Am I going to be allowed? No, absolutely. Yeah. We, we have time? Absolutely. Is there anything you want to touch on before I get started? Uh, <laughs> I just want to, real quick, um, I, I agree with what Chimp said earlier about the, the Rogan podcast. For, you, for those of you who don't, I'm not a, a shill for Joe Rogan, but I do listen on the regular. Um, for those of you who may not know who Brett Weinstein is, he was a professor of biology and uh, evolutionary theory, I believe, at Evergreen College, and they were basically taken hostage by their student body years ago when um, some of the privileged uh, kids within the community started making demands of things that were just completely logical, and he basically stood his ground and said, no, you have to come to class, you have to learn, you have to take the test, you have to earn your fucking grade. And it got to a point where they basically held them hostage without weapons, and there was a like a splinter cell of students roaming the the campus, searching for this professor with baseball bats that were beating on his property, beating on his car, and things of that nature. So he's been on Rogan a few times. He's he's very monotone, but he's incredibly intelligent, and he actually basically pr- pr- uh, predicted this entire liberal uprising of of just privileged youngsters that, that has happened over the past couple of years and it's it's amazing if you got the time i know some people don't have the attention span for it but go ahead and give it a listen chimp go ahead buddy uh jay it's this is a new uh feature of the accbr podcast uh, coach hunter was kind enough to let me implement this so you are the very first one to go through this and what it is, it's how many fouls does it take for a, a college basketball team to get in the bonus? Right. How many That's fouls? Yes. Which bonus? The, which bonus? The regular bonus or the double bonus? Regular bonus. Seven. Okay, so I'm going to ask you seven rapid-fire questions to get you in the <laughs> bonus. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. See, you you got to say yes, or you can't say no. I might get fired from this. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question right. number one: Who is better at their job, LeBron or Dave Chappelle? Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I'll say Dave Chappelle, my man, because Dave is in a position where he can still like do comedy, but now it's like. Now, let's have this serious conversation, too. Like, no other comedian can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, they proved that with his past um, um, stand-up. 846. Um, I, I, I've always kind of admired him coming up anyway. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, think, I, I, think, I think that's the right answer. Next question. Favorite, col- favorite college basketball commentator? Favorite college basketball commentator? I have to say Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson, I, I like that answer. Yeah, because I've actually, I've actually like seen him like in action beyond, I guess, being a commentator. So when we played North Carolina, he actually did our, that game um, and interviewed AD Vasayo. So I was the manager, so I would still be able to be around the players, you know, kind of hear what the um, media would would ask him and all that. So. You know, being able to see him and, and how far he's come now. He's doing um, all the way up to soccer now. So, I mean, you know, I, I got to admire Gus Johnson out there. And, you know, he's an African-American man. So, hey. <laughs> Very strong answer. Question number three. You're forced to go on vacation. Money is no issue. Where do you go and why? Oh, man. That's tough. 
Where do you go? Where do you go? Why? Um, shoot. I'd have to say I'd just go anywhere on the cruise for a week. Just because, um, I mean, the cruise experience, I mean, it, 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 as long as nobody gets sick and your ship doesn't crash and stuff <laughs> like that, not on wood, it's a great experience. So, I mean, I, I've been on a cruise for, I think I went, what, three or four years ago. I mean, it was fun. I mean, you don't got to get up close to the hotel. You walk, everything's on the ship, and just on the ship. So. <laughs> nice. All right, question number four. Better movie, Space Jam or Blue Chips? Oh, man. I'll say Blue Chip because now that, now that we look at Space Jam, Space Jam sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam, Space Jam, I don't know, like, as kids, you know, you go back and, and look at stuff that you look at as kids and you're just like, what in the world was I watching? <laughs> So, yeah, I'll say Blue Chip because I can still watch Blue Chip and, and, and feel like it has relevancy. Um, yes. This day All right. Question number five, and I think you're going to like this. And let me preface this by saying I, I base this one off a lot of your tweets, okay? Right, right. All right, you get the choice. Free Zaxby's for life or free, <laughs> or, or, or free gas for life. Man, freeze actually. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy, man. That's yeah, easy. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Question number six. We're getting close here. All right. What is the one song that cheers you up instantly? Um. That's tough, man. With the can, can we can we can we uh you want a specific genre or just any song? It matters not. Um, shoot, I would say, mm, that's tough, jeez. That is tough. You, you want me to give you one of my songs? I'm sure right, I give you want to give you one of your songs for motivation. What, what's the, what are the uh, odds that neither Jay or I have heard of it? Um, I'm a big foreigner guy, so any foreigner song uh, or Kenny. Uh, or, or, Ken, or Kenny Loggins' song is good. There you that. go, a little danger zone. I know, I know, I know who they are. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got no answer on that question, but I'm. Oh um, no, I got an answer. I got an answer. I'll, I'll probably okay. say. I mean, a Lil Wayne song. So I mean, I'll probably say like recent, recently, like Lil Wayne "Shoot Me Down" has been in my head, so I've been listening okay. to that. All right, we'll go there. Last question. Question number seven. Who is someone? I should follow on Twitter that you are absolutely sure I am not following right now. <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. Hmm. That's, that's, that's a tough one too. Jeez. That is tough. Uh, hmm. I'm actually looking at who I'm following right now. Right, Just, right, right. So trying to look, so at, trying to look at mutual followers now. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Who aren't you following? Wait, wait, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta slow down here, man. Hold on, how many mutual followers? Oh, Chimp, are you are you following Sarah Cooper? You got you got to be following Sarah Cooper. Uh, okay, I'll write that one down. I'm not following her. I know who she. I know who. She, I know who she is. Oh God, All right, that woman is brilliant. You got one for me? Oh, I got one for you. I got one for you. I got one for you. So I think a good follow would be, um. Um, my man legit stat CEO. He be hating on LeBron all the time, though. So I be having to, I be having to keep him in line sometimes, like today. 
right, give me his give me his Twitter handle. I think it's legit. Hold on, legit stats CEO. I think. Hold on. Man, what is it? See, man, people need to make. Shout out to people with simple uh, Twitter names. All right, it's oh the legit CEO. So at the legit CEO, his name is Marcellus Bowie. Bowie. He owns his uh, own uh, stack company as well. All right, Dan, Jay, you are a wonderful guest, and you are now in the bonus. I appreciate it. Bonus. I appreciate. <laughs> hey, it. I appreciate. It. One other thing, Jay. I really want to say. I really appreciate you being patient with me on Twitter and being my Twitter friend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it as well, man. I like I just like connecting with people, man. I understand we all different. I ain't I ain't here to tell people how to be or what to do, man. I enjoy the I enjoy the uh funny gifts all the time to my crazy tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you both for taking the time uh, late on Tuesday night to go ahead and join me and talk about talk about everything that we talked about. I think it was uh, I think it was great. I think it was different. I think it was original, and I appreciate you both. All right, man. I appreciate you as well. I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. Um, I, I hope I hope this gets a lot of listens. Me too, man. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. All right, Thanks. Good night. Good night, Tracy. All righty. Everyone, that was Jaron Anderson of Prep Hoops and Bustin' Brackets, as well as the Madman Chimp Carey, my buddy on Twitter. Chimp is going to be joining me a little bit more often on here. Um, we're going to have Blake Lavelle on here next week, uh, talk a little SEC hoops, talk a little bit of everything. Um, you know, continue to monitor the situation. Um, you know, going on in our country, some other stuff happened in the last couple of days with NASCAR and some other shit that. It just, it, it, you know, I've said in the past, like, I only, I, I've got to work some basketball in here. We can't do social issues all the time. We've got to have to try to a little fun. That's why the chimp is going to be joining me more often um, and, and try to try to bring some some joy, some happiness, some humor, um, because that that's what it should be. It should be fun. And at the same time, there are some serious things going on in our country <clears throat> that absolutely need to you know, regardless of what we're doing and what our interests are, we need to pay attention to them because ultimately we all have to live together and we have to pay attention to some stuff that's going on. And there are things that need to change and uh, we need to do, you know, the best that we can to, to draw some attention to some certain issues that I that I absolutely believe in. And uh, but we also need to have some fun as well. So uh, I, we are. Currently in the middle of transitioning over to Belly Up Sports, the contracts have been signed, the feeds have been migrated, everything is starting to transition over there. So look for us, bellyupsports.com. Um, you know, I'm not sure, uh, you know, how it's going to move, but it's, you know, hopefully it just gets us a little bit more exposure. But uh, in the meantime, go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, like, rate, review, share, leave us a message, let us know how we're doing, let us know how you like the podcast, rate it favorably, um, you know, and, and be constructive and, and critical in the comments if you need to be. Just let us know how we're doing and what you might like to see do better. Uh, ACCBasketballReport.com, been putting out content pretty steady lately. Um, Jacob Hancock has joined us, uh, released a great preview for the Vinsanity documentary that came out on ACC Network last weekend. I look forward to all his stuff while he's currently a free agent. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, 
you know, some media positions around everywhere, SB Nation, the Sporting News, the Athletic, you know, those people are out looking for jobs right now. And it's it's really unfortunate. I wish I could help out more. But uh, I'm glad to have Jacob contributing to ACCBR. In the meantime, uh, Nick Lorenzen is also keeping track of, you know, transfers and commitments and 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 recruiting and, and all kinds of small stuff while he makes his transition to the University of South Carolina, which is a stressful time for him because, you know, down in the southeast, we don't know what school's going to look like for some of these kids uh, come the fall. So it's 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 kind of trivial at this point. So, you know, obviously a stressful time for Nick as well. Um, go on Instagram, follow us at ACC Basketball Report, ACC underscore basketball re- underscore report on Instagram. And uh, follow me, ACCBR1 on Twitter. Um, yeah, I just appreciate you all. I thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Later.